This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 76, Intuition. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. Today, I want to talk to you about intuition. I get the question a lot as I help people tune into their bodies and feel in their bodies what's going on, how to tell if something is their intuition versus uh, something that's just actually a very big fear that they're feeling strongly about. When I teach people to tune in more to their bodies, to start to realize and recognize what emotions feel like in their body, and to start to become aware of what thoughts are causing those emotions, a natural byproduct is that people become more in tune with their body and therefore more intuitive, able to access their inner wisdom more. I do believe that we all have intuition and that we can all develop our intuition further as we tune into ourselves more and more. Now, if you heard my episode last week, it was a coaching call where I was coaching someone and you might have noticed me asking several times throughout the session how that thought felt for her and her body or how she felt when she was talking about something. So most of the time people will notice that there's some kind of tenseness going on in their body when they have fear or fight or flight or they're worried about something or hypervigilant. They might feel more relaxed or lighter in some ways if they're thinking thoughts that aren't as scary and maybe are more abundant feeling or more grateful. So if you start to notice that when you have thoughts that give you the feeling of worry that you might tense up your shoulders or you might um, clench your jaw or feel it in your head or you might feel it as a tightness in your chest. Whatever for you, you start to figure out like, oh, this is the feeling of shame or this is the feeling of joy and even feeling that feeling of joy on purpose. So when you start tuning into your body, you'll notice that feelings feel differently in your body And you will begin to notice as you ask yourself more and more questions that you can tell if something is right for you or not by how it feels in your body. Now, the main way that I teach people to understand the difference between intuition and maybe a strong emotion or fear that they feel strongly about is that the sense of intuition would be more of a calm feeling, more of maybe a deeper knowing. For example, you might have this calm sense that even though there is a lot of things you find chaotic, that there's some sense that things will work out. So why don't you think right now, if there are any times that you have had kind of a calm knowing, a sense of things are gonna be okay, Maybe it was a strong urge to act in a certain way or not, or maybe it was just kind of a calm, peaceful feeling. And if nothing comes to mind, don't worry. This is a process that you can absolutely develop. If you can't think of a time that you've had intuition, if nothing that I'm describing sounds familiar at all, then start to look out for it in your life. Start to notice things that you might be feeling calm about in the future or nudges to choose one thing or another. 
when you're starting this process and do have some kind of intuitive nudge, then act on it and see how it goes. I love how Glennon Doyle talks about her process in finding her intuition. She started with meditating and even though it was hard at first, she was able to figure out how to drop into her body to quiet her mind, the mental chatter, and to feel in her body this knowing, she calls it. So she said she would close her eyes. She even got to where she could do it with her eyes open, kind of drop into her body and she would feel this sense of knowing or a nudge or a prompting to do something. She says when she would act on it, then she would get this warm liquid gold sense like running through her veins. So the process is ask yourself what to do next. What's the next right thing to do? Do it and then feel that reward of the liquid gold and then repeat over and over and over again throughout your day. How does this sound to you? What comes up for you when you think of relying on your intuition more? Lately, I've been trying what Mel Robbins suggests. She wrote a book called The Five Second Rule, and she says that if you don't act on your nudges, your intuitions within about five seconds, then your brain will talk you out of it. So sometimes when I do have an intuition to send that text very quickly or check in on someone, and I've been really trying to do it immediately in that moment. Now, there are times that I am trying to get some kind of structured activity done, like record a podcast. And so in those moments, if some inspiration comes to me, I either write it down or I do have the belief that if an inspiration comes to me in a time that I can't act on it, if it's important, it will come back to me at a time I can take care of it. So I don't stress myself out because I already tend to be a little scattered when I work, you know, the multitasker in me, and it's not an exact process. I look at it as something that I do um, kind of as a science experiment, as I said, with this attitude of curiosity and playfulness. Now, I found most of us don't ask our body. So especially people that have chronic pain or disease, they may feel like their body has betrayed them or is their enemy or is not something they can rely on. So if you notice that you have those thoughts and tendencies, then maybe you can think of the positive feelings that you want to have. If there is something that brings you some joy, then maybe you think of that emotion that creates and how you can feel that more often. So start with checking in with your body. If you have the tendency to be a little hypervigilant about your body, then notice that too. If you tend to fixate on the sensations in your body that are negative, then try and shift your focus to sensations that are positive and feeling more of those. Notice like you're being a detective, building a case for the opposite. All the times when you feel a little bit better than you think you would, or when you actually do feel joy or happiness, as you approach this playfully, you may be able to ask yourself several times throughout the day, what is the next best thing for me to do right now? If you're feeling uncomfortable in your body somehow, then ask yourself, maybe it's getting a drink of water or going for a walk or laying down or connecting with a friend or putting up a boundary. I've been surprised for myself how many times when I have the urge to go make some coffee, that when I check in with my body, I actually want either water or just to take a quick power nap. And so I try to just be aware of that more and more. The human brain has a negativity bias. We are programmed to see things that we don't like and to resist and avoid them. 
but we know that what we focus on, we create more of. And because of the reticular activating system, our brain is constantly on the lookout for things that prove our brain true. Then we can shift our focus on purpose to the things in our life that bring us more joy and happiness, and we'll find more of them. Our brain will be on the lookout for those things. We know this happens with gratitude. If you have a gratitude journal, after a month of doing that, you will start to be a more grateful person and have more contentment and happiness in your life. Your brain has switched to starting to look for those things that make you grateful each day, and then you find more and more of those things in your life. The other reason that I wanted to talk about intuition today was because in a call that I did earlier this week with a client, we were talking about using her intuition with the sway test, which I talk about other places. It's basically a way of muscle testing to ask yourself yes or no questions by standing, closing your eyes, asking a question and see if your body tends to sway forward or back, indicating a yes or a no. As I was describing it, she said, it kind of sounds like a Ouija board. And in the moment I told her, if it's something you're not comfortable with, it's definitely not something that you have to do. But then I thought later that maybe there is something to question there. Maybe she's not comfortable with it, but why? I think we've been taught to actually not trust ourselves. If you think about society and religion and medicine, we're basically taught over and over and over again not to trust ourselves, to rely on another authority. And in some cases, that getting inspiration for ourselves is actually something that's evil. So if you notice resistance to going into your body and asking yourself and trusting yourself, there might be really good reason for that. Now, the last thing I'll say about intuition is that, yes, it is a calm, nice, secure, grounded feeling, but you can have mixed emotions. You can have a knowing and intuition and still feel fear. So for example, if I was going to be on a talk show and be able to spread my message and, and reach a lot of people at once, I may feel very intuitively drawn to that opportunity, but also still have some fear about presenting on stage and being in front of so many people and things like that. So this is where when you really start tuning into yourself, you start to be able to distinguish. Yes, there is this underlying intuition that feels calm and focused and clear and grounded. But when I actually think about doing the thing my intuition is telling me to do, there is some fear around it. That doesn't necessarily mean that your intuition is wrong or that was not your intuition. It just means that you're a human and you're doing something that may be uncomfortable for you because of the way you're thinking about it. But sometimes in this process of following your own intuition, you are going to have some uncomfortable situations. For example, many people who have chronic pain or disease have been people pleasers or perfectionists their whole life. So there may be some times that your intuition is telling you, no, tell this person, no, I'm not going to do this thing. But having this history of people pleasing, that might feel very uncomfortable to think of telling someone no but it doesn't mean your intuition is wrong. It doesn't mean that that would be the best thing for you. Use your body again to try and judge. And I think most people know, if they are a people pleaser, they say yes to something that they really don't want to do, then they may go and do it, but feel resentful, feel more tired, 
feel angry even at that person. So this process of following your intuition is going to guide you to what the most loving thing is to do for yourself and for those around you. If you have resistance to thinking that you should try to feel better and try to feel good and try to have joy and happiness, then notice that. I myself have noticed that and a lot of people I coach have been taught that it's selfish to do things for yourself, things that make you feel good. But if you are in a state of chronic pain or disease, you probably have been giving at your own expense for too long. The more you tune into your intuition, the easier it will be to know for yourself what the most loving thing is to do. The last thing that some people have resistance to with intuition is kind of another pre-programmed belief that we learn in society that work has to be hard. We can't get things by doing them the easy way. There is no easy way. So if you have some of those kinds of beliefs that in order to create something that's valuable, you have to work hard to achieve it, then intuition might be your friend and help you here too. I know by things like putting a lot of pressure on myself or worrying a lot about what other people think that I can make things a lot harder on myself than they need to be. So what I'll suggest is that learning to lean into your intuition will not only give you better access to the knowledge available in your body, but also will be an easier way for you to get the results that you want in your life. All right, my loves, if you want to learn more about intuition and the other topics that I teach, and especially if you want to learn to apply them in your life, then be sure and get on my group coaching interest list right now. The coaching group starts next month. So if you want a chance to work with me and really get deep at the core root of what's going on and how to change things in your life, then be sure and get on the interest list today. I'll have the information in the show notes, or you can email me at info at bodyandmindlifecoach.com. All right, my loves, have fun noticing and leaning into your intuition. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.